Welcome back to another episode of the Bush League Podcast. I am your co-host, Dalton Thompson. He is Zach Ashby. Zach, are the Cardinals good? Cardinals have been fantastic, actually. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, which is bananas, and 5-2 and two since we last recorded. It, and- is, it is May 18th. It is Thursday, May 18th. We are currently in the middle of the Cardinals frenzy right now. Um, we It's the fourth inning right now, but the Cardinals just went back-to-back-to-back to back to back with Yepes, Gorman, and DeYoung, but two, two hitters before that, Contreras, who's at the plate right now, hit a home run that um, oh, I think you. may have just landed. So Mercado just uh, got home on a – on a uh, stolen baseball. So the the nice. So the funny mm-hmm. thing of uh, everybody listening at home. The funny thing is, Zach and I are watching the same broadcast. Zach is like ten seconds ahead of me. So whenever something happens, <laughs> he's gonna have a reaction, and I'm gonna have to wait to see what happens. But shout out Bally Sports. Uh, I hope you lose your licensing rights. I um, have been struggling with these stupid blackout. Yeah. Call me, you know, an arrogant fan or whatever. Yeah, we've had this problem the last how many years, but I'm never going to let MLB or Bally down about how I live in St. Louis and I'm trying to watch a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game and I have a blackout restriction. Hey, there's Randy. Randy! Shut up. For everybody, uh, we've we've started the podcast. Uh, we, we're just riffing a little bit, but for everyone listening at home, we are joined by special guests, Mr. Randy, how are you, sir? Randy Visions, everybody. I'm I'm just so good right now. We just scored what a again. Feeling. <laughs> I mean, this is the best team in baseball. I think we all knew that. <laughs> Never a doubt. I there was I I, te- I was texting Zach and and uh, Randy during that frenzy of home runs. Uh, I don't know if I sent this to both of you or, or or just one of you, but I said if Brendan Donovan hits a home run right here, that would have yeah. been four in a row. I was gonna, I was gonna put a hundred dollars on the Cardinals to win the World Series, regardless. I don't even care. I was gonna call the police. St. <laughs> <laughs> Louis Metropolitan Police Department. <laughs> My God, I mean, it's this been fun to watch, man. This bananas. is crazy. I mean, yeah, we might have we're below five hundred, but like this team is playing like a. They're like playing a how we expected them to play. That's the, the start. Thing. Yeah. We're not even we're not even playing bad like we're playing the kind of baseball that we were expecting them to play at the beginning of the season. This is typical Cardinals fashion. They get cold for a month stretch and then they figure it out and they get back to surface level and they play regular baseball. Like this is not extremely good baseball. It's just the kind of baseball that we're used to seeing. We expect, yeah. And the Cardinals like this is them at peak performance like this is exactly what we're looking for and a lot of it stems from the guys that we rely on you know Contreras Goldie Nato finally heats up he hits five home runs back-to-back games so I mean like it, it's it's crazy that it took this long to catch our rhythm but better late than never I I mean the sentiments that we made earlier this month were if the Cardinals can get at least five games 
at least five games under 500, then I, I think they have a legitimate chance of actually coming back and winning the Central. But if they don't, it's going to be even harder. And I think at this pace, this month, they they have a chance to get to maybe three games below 500. If they just keep playing like steady baseball, they could legitimately be looking at a 500 record by the middle of June, if not well, sooner. The rest of the Central hasn't really been – Nobody's ran away with it either. Yeah, yeah. Everybody stinks. Like they could literally, they could be winning the central by like the end of June if they keep playing. I, like that. I think they could win. It. I think they could be in first even sooner. Honestly. Well, we just came. Like we were just what ten and a half games down. Now we're I think six, and then we're only I think a game and a half behind the second to last. So we played I mean, good baseball for nine days and have cut the deficit almost in half. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So another one. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Randy, can you see, uh, can you see the broadcast right now? Like, are are you like up to date? Did you see this? The Arenado? Yeah. Uh, No, I had Gamecast. I'd been, I was upstairs watching it and uh, I haven't pulled it up on the computer. I just sat down and clicked on the screen. Zach, Zach is like 30 seconds ahead of me. I'm Arenado just took <laughs> his first pitch. I still haven't seen the home run. And well, as definitely knew because he, I mean, as soon as he hit the ball, he was looking at the ground. That thing was tanked. Right when he said, right when he oh said Arenado, the game cast, it went out <laughs> on oh the ESPN app. That's the same guy that gave up a home run to, or gave up 700 to Pujols too. Shout you know out what I contribute this whole entire run to? What is it? Arnado shaved head. Every time yeah. Nolan Arnado Nolan Arnado shaves his head, it's it's Arnado. It's Arnado buzz cut season. He had to go to the sicko zone to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. He went absolutely. Damn, that was a. Oh my god. See, like this is literally this is like you were just saying. This is exactly what we thought this team like could be. And I'll read a text. This is a text that I sent on. Uh, March 30th. This was opening day. I sent a screenshot to a fantasy football chat of the uh, lineup, and I said, oh, my God, this team is stacked. I think we're going to hit six home runs straight one time this year. And for a second there. We got halfway there. For a second. We got I halfway forgot. there. Yeah. Well, I forgot Arenado popped out after Contreras for a minute there, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, I've, I don't think I've ever seen four in a row. You thought like, you, were, you thought you were Randy Damas? There was there was a second there where I was like, I'm pretty I think sure I said on opening day we're gonna hit six. Yeah, I I there was one time where we did I think, and, and oh, but I don't ever remember seeing like in baseball. I don't think I've ever remember seeing more than four. Yeah, I know I, it's happened, but I, remember, I don't. The, I remember vividly. This is totally off topic. We'll get we'll get back to it. I promise everybody. But the um the one I that stands out so vividly so vividly to me is the one where it was like um, the Dodgers hit like four or five in a row. And one of them was the pitcher. Do either of does that ring a bell to either of you? Mm-mm. It was like something, Andre, something was like, like Andre that does here. Matt Kemp. This happened Adrian last year. Gonzalez. No, it was like 2000. No, I'm talking about the, the four back to back home back four back to back to back to back home runs happened last year against the Phillies. It was almost the same dudes too. It was Arnado, Gorman, Yepes and Carlson. Wow, yeah, that was very similar. Yeah. This is uh yeah, so I'm, I'm Googling it now. Randy Stats is gonna come up with Randy this, Stats uh, most coming home back runs by a team. 
Uh, <laughs> in the meantime, the Cardinals, as it sits right now, the the Milwaukee Brewers are five games above 500. We are eight games below 500, but we are at the bottom of the division, and and Milwaukee's at the top. Uh, Pittsburgh is uh, three games above, and then uh, Cincinnati and Chicago are five games above. So it's all very attainable. I mean, if we we realistically we have, um, and just I guess just factually, the Cardinals have. Let me see how many games left this month. Shout they out have, to the uh, St. Louis Cardinals Twitter uh, admin. He's been really on fire with these tweets lately. Well, I mean, we have 12 games left this month. So if we go nine and three to to finish the rest of the yeah, month, which is which is attainable, it's it's very attainable, we will be over five hundred. Wouldn't that be crazy? Or we'll we'll be right at five hundred. I had tweeted uh not that long ago. I'm like, I don't want to hear nothing out of these Cardinals Twitters about how the season's ruined. And how we're throw away the team, cancel throw away the, the fire, everybody. But don't get me wrong, I fired off my fair share of this, <laughs> but there was very sati- satirical. But like I, I, was, I came back the next day and watched the game, but yeah, I don't know that I ever would have classified myself as a happy little boy during that stretch. But I was kind of watching the games, and I was like, it's just you see the lineup every day, and you're like. All right. We should just kick the shit out of them. Like, right. why aren't they just doing it? Just, right. just go win the baseball game. And now, exactly. now they are. It's like you, you're every day. We were just waking up, like, oh shit, here we go again. Like, it's like I'm ready to be hurt again. We got another game of Cardinals baseball. I know what's going to happen, but now it's like there's a reason to watch. The Cardinals have a, a fire that we haven't seen this year. I think it's just. I think it can all be. Uh, put into the circle of just like swagger. Like they they just are carrying themselves with confidence and, and you can tell they want to be there. I think that was the biggest difference between that first month and now is that it just genuinely looked like no one wanted to be there. So now to see them actually enjoy the game again, it's nice to see. It's fun. We're having fun. Well, well they it was that thing uh, right before the, the run started. They basically said... Uh, like Goldschmidt and Arnado basically set everybody down and was just like, "Look, this changes now." And then it, it simply, it just simply changed. just changed. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't decide to do that on May 29th or March 29th. Yeah, before, they uh, the have, first game of the season. They should have said that like at the beginning would have. If, if it was that easy, yeah. I mean, no if, if it was as easy as just go win the baseball game. Did you see uh, Paul Goldschmidt's stats against the the Dodgers? Uh-uh. Did what did you see that? He's I know he's in like every the, category. Yeah, I was gonna say he's like the active, um, the active road leader against every NL West team except for the Diamondbacks st- statistically, and he's not even playing in that division. That's how good Paul Goldschmidt is. He obviously he spent the first half of his career out there and played all these teams, but the fact that they still hold up today is insane. Eight seventy eight OPS against the Dodgers. Ooh, did Freddie just get one on us? No. Oh, it stayed in. Man, this, right, is, well, this has been fun to Freddie Freeman. <laughs> Sorry. Guy named Freddie. Um, so sure. the Cardinals, as it sits right now, are are in good spirits. They're playing good baseball. Zach and Randy, I'm curious as to what you're expecting between now and the end of the month as far as 
um, you know, production output and things of that nature. Obviously, we can touch on in the meantime with uh, with Contreras stepping back behind the plate. He's uh, he's catching again. Obviously, Flaherty threw that excellent game um, a couple nights ago, and then and then Liberator also last night. What are your guys' thoughts as far as uh, how things are going, and and what what do you expect from the Cardinals the rest of this this run? Brandon, you go ahead. Um, yeah, uh, not not anything real hard hitting here. Um, I'm expecting them to win every single time uh, they play, and that's something that we. I mean, I, personally. I I never had that thought in the last month of like waking up being like the Cardinals are winning today. I know for a fact the Cardinals have a chance to win today. I, I it was more the opposite. It was just like, okay, I know the Cardinals can win today. Exactly. I'm more interested in seeing how they're going to be winning for seven innings and then lose at yep. the end. <laughs> and yep. which was which was its own bit of fun itself because we that you know, hasn't really happened to us for a long time. So it's like, whatever, you know, that'll, that'll, that's just going to occur sometimes. And it, and it's just kind of like what we said earlier, like obviously I'm being facetious in the, Oh, we're going to win every time. But like, that's, that's how it feels when they, and it's how it felt after the all-star break last year, like right when things started rolling, going into the all-star break and then they just came out scorching afterwards it was like, oh yeah, we are going to destroy. They're going to win. We play. They're going to win like every game. Yes, that, that it, was it was feeling. just. It was literally didn't. We'd be down five runs in the fifth inning, and it's like, well, they're screwed because we get to bat at least two more times yep. around. Yeah, and, and that's what I think. I think for me personally, it just I had the expectations from last year, and I think rightfully so because the team is, you know. On paper, the team should be better than they were last year. Definitely, and I think that you just—it's very easy to expect that the vibes and everything that was going into last season, even with all the crazy storylines, like it's very easy to just be like, "Oh yeah, well, it was—it was working five months ago. It'll just happen again." And but like we do forget that we were never this bad, obviously, at the start of last season. But like. We were like what three or four games over five hundred at the All Star yeah, break. Maybe so, maybe not even that. I think we were like really close to five hundred. Right, like we might we might just literally be at that or better this year, and we had the worst start in fifty five years. Yeah. So it's and that would even it that would even feel better than last year because it'd be like oh yeah we had a stretch where we literally lost like fifteen out of seventeen games. Exactly. Man, it's uh, it's crazy how like a stretch of games will completely shape your fandom. But it's not the fact that they, they've they won five of their last six. It's not the fact that they swept the Red Sox and gave it to uh, the Brewers' best starting pitcher, Corbin Burns, or put up 18 runs against the Brewers in another, in another game. It's the fact that they're not afraid to fail anymore. They're not afraid to, like be aggressive or or do something that's going to change the shape of the game because they they've played so conservative the entire season so far. So now you're seeing guys steal more bases. You're seeing guys go balls to the wall the entire game and and that no give up, you know? That's the I think that's the factor that maybe they they were missing so much during the beginning of the season. And I think honestly this like situation with Wilson Contreras really I think really put a jolt behind everybody of like we're we got our guys back 
and and you've seen Contreras just blossom into this star player over the last week. I mean, he's he's on fire right now. Yeah, I, I mean, what? Uh, well, first I want to start off by saying I'm so glad that we just tanked Kenley Jansen. He's probably in my top ten most hated players to ever live. I don't know. You why have a I, vendetta against Kenley Jansen? Yes. I don't know why I do. I just hate. I don't fuck with Kenley Jansen either. I, 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 I feel that way against like Julio Arias or, um, you know, I maybe it was all those Julio Dodgers Arias, years. But yeah. I don't, I'm not a big, I'm not a big Dodgers guy. I like Mookie. Other than that, like a guy named Freddie Freeman, maybe, but can't I really think for me, for it, Randy. It was during that like Dodgers run where everybody was like, "Oh my god, the Dodgers won 120 games this year," and it's like, "Yeah, well, they're gonna lose in like the first. Yeah, they're gonna get Clayton Kershaw is gonna give up three home runs to our seven, eight, and nine hitters. Yeah, like I can track my my Kenley Jansen dislike right to that moment because I just was nonstop told like, "Oh my god, this guy is the best," and maybe he was, but like he wasn't the best in the postseason. And it was when we were having a lot of success in the postseason. So yeah. I was like, yeah, come talk to me when he actually like does something that matters. Well, it was yeah. like we we were able to pencil the Cardinals facing the Dodgers either in the NLDS or the NLCS, like for five years straight. And it's just so happened that, you know, from like 2013 to 2018, we we basically were in that position. Like that it's been so long. And I think a lot of those players, like not all of them, but you know, Clayton Kershaw, even Julio Arias has been on there for a while. Like these are guys that we've kind of grown up hating a little bit. So it's yeah. fun. That it's fun. It just, it feels a lot better. And especially this run of games we've had with the Cubs, Red Sox, Brewers, and now the Dodgers. Like those are four teams that Cardinals fans genuinely dislike. Yeah. And um, I mean, to what I was going to say to continue about like the team as a whole, maybe there was some kind of like, this is how it's a very scheduled way of doing things. And I think that maybe just something where Mormol was just like, just, just go out and play. Like, I don't, it's like, I don't it's know. like I don't a disgruntled teacher. It. Just like, whatever you guys just do whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't even, I, care think, I think that's what it, it may have been because it, they just looked like, very robotic and you know it was it didn't look like they were out there wanting to play ball and then something had changed Marmol in the front office's mind where they're like just you know what just go out there and play and we'll we'll figure it out and then you go out there and let the the dogs play and look what's <laughs> You let when you let the dogs out, like Andrew Kisner of all people, to kind of get hot and and start. Holy the cow, ball. I saw I mean, the like, home run live by him. Yeah, I mean, I never thought like, I would see it. He's he's like he's actually catching fire with with the bat a little bit. You know, that's that's what you want to see out of your backup catcher. Even even guys like that contributing the way that that he has. I mean, Oscar Mercado, uh, you know, making his Cardinals debut tonight is playing good baseball as well. Yeah, so it's like, that's that's what we can ask for. That's all we can ask for. I'm glad we're getting a Dodgers pin kind of. That, the of the uh, Paul DeYoung, uh, like the Paul DeYoung July stat where he's three for his last 59 is going to hit like crack looking at it right <laughs> oh, now. Yeah. He, uh, I signed my uh, Paul DeYoung uh, sorry application to see if it gets accepted. Yeah, I I think we all probably should submit one just because of how 
I'm, I, I have said this from the – oh, my God. Did he just hit one out? No. No, I just – okay. Sorry, I'm catching up. Um, so with the young, it's like he's the kind of guy you want to root for. That, and I think I've I've made that very clear from the beginning. I don't hate Paul DeYoung as a person. He seems like a great guy. I don't like when he doesn't contribute. But when he's on the team and he's contributing, he's one of the most likable people and the one of the most like you want to root for him just because of how like how he goes about himself on the field. It was the same way with Matt Carpenter. Like I I equate Paul DeYoung and Matt Carpenter in the same vein just because they're both kind of homegrown and they came up through the organization and they had like early success and you want to see those guys succeed. So I, it's, I'm very, I'm a very, very happy boy about Paul DeYoung. Well, I like, I, I wouldn't say I, I can't even like, I guess if I probably thought about it for more than like 15 seconds, I could come up with a name, but like, I can't think of any player where like a Cardinal player where I'm actually like, Oh yeah, I don't like that guy. Like maybe I think he sucks or maybe I'm whatever, right. but like, I'm such a homer that it's like if it's the Cardinals or if it's Mizzou or, you know, like the Thunder or the Chiefs or the Blues, like whatever it is, when somebody decides to to play for like for the Cardinals, I'm like, oh, yeah, I would die for that guy. Like he, he used to be a piece of shit. Yeah, he used to be a piece of shit. But you see those words, you see those words on his chest. That's me. Those are my words, too. I'm going to say something about Paul DeYoung real quick. That Why I didn't trust him for a long time. I'm nervous. Are you going to talk about him being a flat earther? No. Well, I didn't, well, I, I didn't know that, but that's on the list now. Paul DeYoung's a flat earther? Yeah. Look it up, dude. If you get some free time tonight, go down that rabbit hole of Paul DeYoung defending Paul. Uh, he might be my favorite player if he's openly flat earth. He is that's the, hilarious. He is like the smartest guy on the team too. He's got like a totally stupid high IQ and he's got like degrees on top of degrees, but he's like the biggest flat earther there is on the team. Like people have like openly joke about it. His eyes are way too close. That's the reason why. <laughs> That's the weirdest vendetta to have. His eyes too close to his nose, and they're like they're. I don't like the way he looks. His eyeballs look like they're gonna touch. That's why he's freaking me out a little bit. But you know what? If he's gonna (laughs) hit ding dongs every other game. That's what I'm saying, man. He's looked awesome. I'm really happy with his production. And I uh, just going down the list. I mean, obviously, uh, I touched on it before. Nato had uh, five games in a row with a home run. Uh, hit his thousandth RBI. Didn't even know he did it. Um, and then Flaherty had a great outing. DeYoung's been on fire. Goldie's Mr. Consistent. He's still putting up great numbers. Contreras has stepped up to the plate. Libertor throws a great outing. Newbar has been Study. unbelievable just getting on base. You go down the list, you see all of these names, and you run into Jordan Hicks, who also hasn't. He figured been it out. Bad. I mean, like, the guy, all of the guys three, four podcasts ago where we were talking about them struggling, have turned it around and, and righted the ship, kind of like we talked about. You know, that, that's been the intention the whole time, and I think the Cardinals are just now figuring out that recipe to make that happen. Yeah, I really didn't know if Jordan Hicks was going to bounce back or not this year, but, it look, I mean, he's, he's figuring it out a little bit. So, I mean. I was very ready to fire him into the sun. Me too. I think, I think I think everybody in in 
St. Louis Cardinals fandom was ready to. Actually, I'll, I'll rephrase that. I was ready to fire Marmol into the sun for continuing <laughs> to let him do that. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, going to put him in low leverage situations and then throws him in like a 3-2 game and then. Yeah, like it's one thing. Like I, I know when guys struggle, we get mad at them, whatever. But like at some level, it's just like you know, like I, I, I played golf. You guys played baseball. Like you know how hard it is. And like when you when you struggle, it's like God, what could I, what could it's I do different? Been. Yeah, no, and, and, you, and you know that they're feeling the same thing. So it's yeah. like I try not to shit on them, but it's like. I can shit on the guy who's putting him in a situation where he has no chance to succeed. Exactly. That, I think that was my tweet. I said something like, I'm not watching another Cardinals game until they Go stop back. employing Jordan Hicks. Oh. Like it, it's it's so simple to just not throw him in those situations. But you could just literally put it. in any other guy. Exactly. Just You got 10 of them out there. Just pick one. It doesn't yeah. matter who. Anybody, right. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. I was, yeah, I was, just like call up Teen Kens for all like like just call some call if up. We're gonna, if we're that guy, gonna be that bad, Burpee? If we're gonna be bad. At least be fun to watch. Like yeah. it, you don't have to be good. Just be entertaining. And now it's like we kind of have a little bit of both. So at least you know we're not we weren't at like Oakland A status when there was like forty four people at the Coliseum. Isn't that like I, now? I'm sure if you like, I'm I just sure seen a video found. The, the stadium, uh, athletic stadium, the the athletic stadium. You'd probably be able to pick out like a hundred people right now. Hey, that's a lot of. Uh, hey, shout out Mike owners. Oakland A's owners should be in prison. <laughs> They're gonna yeah, be. That's a, That's something I do want to touch on uh, really quick. What do you think about the the A's moving to Las Vegas? This isn't Cardinals talk, but what are your guys' thoughts on the the team moving to to Las Vegas? I think that is like the best thing for baseball. Yeah, I mean, like, I would have really have liked to go to the Coliseums since it's such a iconic mark. Yeah, in, in stadiums, but I mean, you know, it's just like the the Raiders. I mean, look at their stadium and look at their fan base in Vegas now. I mean, yeah, I think Do it's you just think it's gonna. A thought I had driving home the other day, because this is just how my brain works. Do you think with the A's being so like moneyball driven, right? You know. Say, it's not spending a ton of money and just developing players, whatever that model is. Um, do you think with their move to Vegas, it's going to increase their budget? Because I don't think it's like a change of ownership. I don't think they got new owners or I don't think they hired a new GM. So it's like, it, I feel like they're going to be, they're going to be awesome in like three years. Like it's, is it's it still just, Billy Bean Dog? it's, they're just, what they're going to do is, I, I applaud the Moneyball thing. Like, it's, you know, great, whatever. Great movie. From, from, a, from a GM standpoint. But it's an absolute joke that those guys are forced to do that. Like, yeah. that, that, I mean, at some point, the analytic thing would have happened. But, like, in the way that it did with them, the only reason that happened is because they were genuinely forced to do so because the owner just truly didn't care at such a high level. That's so, crazy. like, crazy. It's a it's a thing where I think it's going to be incredibly successful in Vegas. I'm glad Vegas is getting a team. I hate the fact that it's happening the way it's happening. I don't even care that it's the Oakland A's. I just hate it that because it happened to the Rams. So it's like exactly. they're deliberately destroying. Yes, they're yeah. deliberately destroying a franchise 
for the opportunity to move it somewhere else where then the owner who obviously has boatloads of money or he wouldn't own a professional baseball team is going to go and he's going to invest all this money into yeah. the team. They're going to be really good. Like it's just, it happened to the Rams. Like it's happened to other franchises and it's, it's what's going to happen here. And they've already got like, we know they can get good players. We know they can scout their ass off and find dudes that nobody else would even think about putting onto a baseball field. But now they're going to be able to do that and pair that with actual and stars and actual people. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. And people who want to play there because it's Vegas and like the whole thing, like they're going to be so good so fast. And Oakland's just going to be sitting there being like, oh my God, we just lost the Warriors in the middle of a dynasty. We lost the Raiders and they instantly made them respectable again. And we lost the A's and now we're going to watch them become really good. And they yeah. just and they didn't do anything wrong. They're a great fan base. Yeah. They're just getting That's, fucked. I think they're one of the more loyal fan bases in baseball. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, has most, to be California teams like that. The only way they they retain those teams is by having a good fan base. Look at like what exactly what you said. Look at what happens whenever you put a bad product under the field. The fans suffer. They stop coming to the games, and that's when it gets moved. It's like it's a it's uh you know what came first, the chicken or the egg. If the team's good, the fans come. If the team's not good, the fans don't come, and then they they're like, well, you guys aren't coming to the game, so we're gonna move you to Las Vegas. It's like it's a it sucks because it's a lose lose situation for everybody involved. Obviously, the Warriors situation was different; they just couldn't afford it. But the the fact that it's going it's costing the the athletics such a cool like a cool stadium. It's in terrible condition. There's like possums running into like the broadcast booth and stuff like like I don't even think they have like hot water. It sounds like it literally sounds like the plot to Major League. Except I don't think this team is going to be good at all ever until they. It leave. is the plot. It's it's the exact plot, like with, but, without Charlie Sheen becoming the best closer in baseball. Yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, like, is that happening so next year? Is oh them moving to Vegas? Yeah, I think they, I think they have until this year to come up with a formal plan. They've already come out with like, uh, I just like projections for the new stadium. But then again, Harper and Gallo and isn't it isn't that crazy that the Las Vegas, one of the like biggest commerce commerce driven towns in all of America didn't have a single professional sports team until like what, five years ago, 10 years ago. When mm -hmm. did, what, what was the first team? The, the Knights, uh, it was the in Knights, like five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So like seven years ago, uh, five years, I can't do math five years ago. Like that's crazy. It's genius. Absolutely genius. Cause the whole point, like, Vegas is really obviously Vegas is Vegas, but like aside from the casinos and stuff, like you can bet you can go to a casino in your state now. You can mm -hmm. bet on the baseball game on your phone. Like Vegas had to had to change in order to keep its allure like exactly. into more of an entertainment type place. So you still have all of the Vegas stuff, but now it's like there's world class restaurants. There's shows of like super famous, but like you got like Adele doing residencies in Vegas. Yeah, and you it's have like, a new artist doing a residency every it, month. Yeah, and it's not just like the dude that was on number one in the charts when your dad was in high school. Like it's, yeah. it's Adele. So then now you toss in NFL, MLB, NHL. Um, there's yeah, gonna be NBA. There's, there's gonna be an NBA team. The next expansion team is gonna be NBA absolutely, or, and it's genius yeah. because. 
one, just people will just go and they're going to go and cheer, whatever. Like they'll just go because it's something to do. That's not the casino in Vegas. And two, like, I think there's sort of a market for like these people that you like sports, but maybe you don't really have a team or like you don't have a team that's close to you. You don't really have like some sort of attachment to something. And Vegas is like that, like, oh yeah, well I, I fucking love Vegas. So you like just root for Vegas. Yeah. And then, exactly. and then you're like, oh, are the teams good? Now I got a reason to go out to Vegas. I go to the Knights game and you know, and we're freaking Vegas, baby. Like it's, it's genius. It is. It so just smart. sucks that it's going to happen to this bastard of an owner for the A's. Yeah, that's it's it's tough to tough to watch. Tough to from a distance. Definitely, whenever um, they were talking about like selling the team, like the whenever the Cardinals were sucking, it's like we don't we don't actually hate the owners. We just hate the fact that they're playing bad, and it was from what we thought was going to make him bad. But now it's it's better. We're happy. And um, the Las Vegas athletics will be a thing in like three years. So, well, they can't even, I don't know exactly when they'll get there because I don't know where they'll play. Like, they can't break ground on the stadium till next year. So, like, the stadium won't even be done until 2027. But they, I guess they could have them play in the, the spaceship, like where the Raiders play. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that would be a funny twist. That of would be that sad, that? <laughs> football yeah. field. That would be sick, though. I would, it, it I would actually be, love that. Well, it has to be like indoors. Like the, I haven't seen a plan for the stadium, but I'm assuming it's like a retractable roof or something. Cause like you just can't be playing games in July in Vegas when it's 110 degrees. Out yeah. Well go. Yep. It's uh, I, I think uh, there's like regulations now with, with how they have to build the stadium. I think that's, what's taken so long or the plans are like so huge and grandiose and, and everything that it's, it's slowing the the process down, but yeah, I'm curious to see how that's all going to play out. But um, that one other kinda... one other Vegas thing before topic changes real quick. The uh, because of like just this whole pageantry of Vegas and stuff now becoming an entertainment place in the fall. Uh, F1 is going to Vegas and yeah. racing on the Strip. That's going to be that's going to be incredible. dangerous. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be so sick though. Just like. Max Verstappen going 220 miles an hour past the freaking fake pair, you know, Mandalay the Bellagios. <laughs> they, they get, they're getting water in their eyes from the Bellagio. Like, oh, it's going to be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> that fountain in my face. That's crazy. That is sick that they're doing that. I think they're they're doing like a NASCAR race in, or, or maybe it's a indie race at, um, in Chicago too. I wonder if they're going to start doing that with cities. It's like real life need for speed or something. Well, that's what that's basically what F1 is in Europe and Asia is like the races are mostly like through cities. Like the reason Monaco is so famous is Monaco is just like it's technically a country, but it's this very tiny country and this very tiny city. But it's like just known for this luxury, like you so rich you don't even know who the people are that hang out there type of place yeah and it's just like the race is legitimately through the street like it's it's wide enough for like a car and a half like you almost can't even get side by side on it and they're just blowing through this bitch at 200 miles an hour that's That's why it's so dangerous but it's so cool i need to become an f1 fan everybody talks about it and it it, just watch the netflix show and you'll get like two episodes in and you'll binge the whole thing in like two weeks you like you're like i can drive an f1 car yes yeah like you you'll have the thought of like even though i didn't grow up like doing the kart racing like do you think i I can do do this 
I could train it. I could train and I could do this. I my, think about that with everything. My yeah. girlfriend, like she likes this. Lauren likes the show. I mean, I, I think show's great. I've watched all of it, whatever she's because we, we started watching it together. She's so into F1. Now. She's way more into it than I am. They'll be like, there's supposed to be a race this weekend in Italy, but it's like flooding really bad. So they had to cancel it. So like each time there's a race, I get like a, I got like a text where she like gives me all the, the relevant metrics and shit for the race this, this upcoming weekend That's sick. and like all the stuff about it. And then I didn't even know there was one this week and she's like, Oh my God, I'm so mad. Like I'm finally going to have some free time from work. Like right at the time the race is and it's canceled. And like, she's all about it. That's so, so sick. And it's just cause we watched this Netflix show. Like it's so good. Shout out Lauren. That's sick. Yeah. She's goaded. Goaded, confirm goaded. Um, to I guess to move on from uh, that, uh, the Brewers here. Yeah, back to back to Cardinals. We are <laughs> a Bush League podcast. Yes, yeah. we should probably talk about the Cardinals. Um, the Brewer series. I don't know if you both of you saw it. I th- I talked to Dalton a little bit about it about those commentators, Randy. I don't know if you saw them about uh about Brendan Donovan. He's like, well, I don't, the commentators for the Brewers were pretty much like, well, I don't know the rules, but he cheated. Oh, man, they hit a grand <laughs> I slam. I did not see this at all. They just hit a grand slam. Freeman just hit a grand slam. Yeah. You're kidding me. Mm-mm. All right. Well, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, the Brewers uh, commentators after the, I think it was the last game, were pretty much telling, Brennan Donovan, he was cheating, and he was running in the grass on a double play that eventually led to a two-run home run, um, saying he was cheating and that uh, the pit or the first baseman should have plunked him in the back to make sure he didn't ever do it again. And like he's like, well, but I don't know the rules, but you know, he's he like, yeah, I don't him. know the rules, but I think this is what he should have done. Yeah, and then basically, and then after the coach or the manager of the Brewers was like. Yeah, it was a pretty smart play. <laughs> so like, yeah, he he applauded the play. Yeah, I love I. That's one of my favorite like genres of videos on Twitter. Is like listen to this announcer say something absurd, and then it's just like proven wrong within five seconds on yeah. live television. Let's see if I can find the quote. <laughs> they'll be like, oh yeah, you know this is the last time this happened was 1973, and like as he's saying that, they put a graphic on the bottom, and it's like the last time this happened was two weeks ago. <laughs> I think that so many announcers are trying to trying to be like click clickbaity click like be able to have their their clips be posted on Twitter. So they're like trying to get this soundbite. I don't think people like. I think you're right, and I, and I I think so many people when we have this like clickbait conversation, there are the people that are clickbaity, whatever. But like, I don't think people understand that when we're talking about the clickbait guys or like guys that are. Like if we talk about Stephen A or Skip Bayless or Shannon Sharp or whatever, those are like the people that come up in that conversation. But it's like the only reason that we talk about those guys is because they do say some like silly shit from time to time. But like mostly like they're in, they got those jobs because they were like writers for a long time. Stephen A and Skip Bayless both were like prestigious sports writers for like 30 years. And and then the people that come up and and now we get this bad rap for clickbait is that like these dudes think they can just be like a guy that goes out and says, well, 
Brandon Donovan. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, it, and he has no pedigree to even be able to say that. No, no we're, clue we're, what he's even talking about. Exactly. And, and like the guys that got shit on it originally, like they do know, like, yeah, they've gotten a little bambastic just because it's like TV. Well, yeah. Like, and it's the social media aspect of it too. It's like, if I, it, the, if I get crazier here, like I can just a little bit, just this tip it up on the meter, just a little bit. I'm going to get 10,000 more likes. Yes, but but like if the more you consume their content, you start to like see like oh no, they actually are pretty yeah they're pretty on it like yeah no, like ninety nine percent of the time and and people just then the people that want to be the copycats don't do the work and they don't have the degree <laughs> or they don't have the experience and then they're just like yeah Brent Donovan he don't know what he's doing out there it's like, so, ah, okay here's the quote it well, works. one of the quotes he says one of the commentators says I don't know the rules but they should be allowed to do that. Then he goes on to say, I wouldn't have liked to see him square up Donovan in the back, so he'd never do that again. And then it goes to the manager, and he says, uh, oh, man, where did I just see that? He says, oh, yeah, that was perfectly legal. <laughs> it's entirely legal. It's good base running. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, it, it was great base running. It kept him from being able to turn that double play, and then it turned into, I, I think, like a, a home run after that, right? Yeah, the Deong two run home run. Yeah. And, and so, I mean – uh, and me and Dalton had kind of said what uh, last week of, you know, these commentators, they, they, they're, they've never played an organized sport in their entire life. And then they want to go out there and think they, you know, know everything. Exactly. About. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure a lot of them have played baseball at some level because you don't just get into the game. Some people do. I mean, some people get really into the game and, uh, from the outside, right? And they, they never played a, a bit of it in their life. They understand it. They, they know what's going on. They can talk about it. But some of them don't have the – Some of them don't have the feel aspect of it because it is a lot of like, oh, I, I know exactly what just happened there because it's happened to me or I've seen it happen like firsthand. So I don't think there's – I do think that there's announcers that just genuinely have never – seen live action in a baseball game and don't understand the like instinctual aspect of baseball, which it is so like your instincts reign supreme in the game. And it's crazy that they can get to that level of announcing with that's the part I don't that being the pedigree. I don't I'm gonna understand be honest that part. I I sometimes I wonder if Jim Edmonds ever played pro ball the <laughs> yeah Jim Edmonds man I <laughs> He all time favorite Cardinal for like most of my life until he became an announcer. I was like, Oh, oh my God. I, I don't think he's got it, it guys. He, I'm starting to question. I'm starting to question how he played baseball now. Yeah. I just, sometimes I just, I, he's I'm one of those announcers I see on the broadcast with Chip Carey or Brad Thompson or whoever. whoever and it's like, this is going to be a long night. It might, Jim, hit, might hit mute. <laughs> yep. Jim Edmund Edmondisms is my favorite. One of my favorite Twitter. That's a great Twitter account. To follow. I love that one. <laughs> Wait, somebody does an account where they just post the dumb shit he says. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, Jim it's incredible. He, but I think that maybe like speaks a little bit to like why he was so good. It's because he's just so. He has no basis in reality for anything. Like he, when he goes up to the he's plane, in his own he's world, playing, he's probably just like, "I will hit this to the moon every you, time." And I will make that time. Do what I said. Do you think he gets tanked like Mike Shannon used to do in the booth, like right before the game? He just gets absolutely. Just, a, I don't see him more. I, I see him more on the other side of the under the influence section. 
with if you get what I'm saying. I don't yeah, I get think he's I, get what I don't think he sips his his demons. <laughs> but I uh, I think he's like one of those guys that like he uh <laughs> he's like before the broadcast it's like three minutes before they're about to go live and they're like, Where the hell is Jim at? We're about to about to turn the camera on and Jim's like in his car listening to like a like a guided meditation. Yeah. And, and he like reaches, you know, uh, it's just all of his highlights. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got like one thing. He's got the headspace app, like walking him through that. He is like a good guy and, and he can do this. And the other, like in his other, uh, AirPod, it's like swag it along one. We're going to game number seven. Yep. <laughs> and, and then he just goes on the broadcast and he walks he just- in. They're going live in 30 seconds. He's like, let's fucking do it, baby. I'm yeah, locked he in. Door down. He's just re-listening it's, to that over the head. Yeah, and he's just ready to walk in there and say the dumbest shit you have ever it's heard. Like, it's life. like that gif of Big Bird. Like, they lock the door and he just <laughs> it down. That's Jim Edmonds getting in. He just breaks it down. <laughs> it's Jim Edmonds entering the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't even invited to half the games. He's just like he just, he, they, he just shows up and they mic him. They're like, all right, if he's, yeah, he's actually he's not even under contract this year yeah. anymore. <laughs> he just, he just, just shows up and they, up and they can't say no. They they keep asking. Uh, <laughs> they like cut off. They're like, is Jim, Jim's here again? And they're like, well, you know, he he didn't show up the last three games, but he's he, gonna be here for like the next seven. He knows where the headset is, and sometimes he gets here before us, and we can't really tell him no. He just, he's there like six hours before the game with the headset on, just like looking at the field. Yeah, just, I got just to the field at the this camera. morning, and Jim was asleep in the booth. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Just has a blanket and a pillow in there just hanging out. <laughs> he seems very much – the last thing I'll say about Jim Edmonds, he seems very much like a Grant Cardone subscriber. Like he's very 10X lifestyle. That's my analysis. My last analysis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. He's that. De- oh, he's he's definitely getting ten x. Like he's he's on the when that guy is like showing the infomercial to other rich people. Yep. They're like, you remember Jim Edmonds? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then it's him being like, "This has changed my life." And he says it in like a I weirdly sensual voice. My value. <laughs> That's very much a Jim Edmonds thing. All right, I have a I have a good top three idea. If you guys are down to clap right. for one last segment, uh, we we were on the topic of um, expansion teams. What do you guys think of doing a top three of uh, places we would like a an expansion team? Are we gonna draft it, or we yeah. want to? Okay. We can draft it. So okay. I think parameters just oh. for rules here. We'll we'll snake or uh, should we? Yeah, we should snake it, right? So I'll I'll go first. Um, uh, Ray, or uh, Zach goes second. Randy goes third, and then Randy would pick another. Zach, I would pick two, and and so forth. You guys good with that? Yeah. And I think the other parameter uh, should be we have to pick a West, a Central, and an East team with our top three. Okay. Randy, your thoughts? Are you okay with that? Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I I wasn't picking the order. Uh, how, who wants to go first? Anybody uh, have have a burning burning one one? I'll take the one. Okay. All right. Zach, you go first. 
for my number one pick. And you can't pick Las Vegas. Yeah, yep. That's yeah. A, I was gonna say. Okay. Uh, Vegas is off the table since we I wasn't gonna pick that go. one, but that's a good it's a good parameter. Um so for my number one pick for an expansion team in the major league baseball, I am going to choose Nashville, Tennessee. Great one one. That's a that's a I think that's an easy easy one one. That would go in the yeah, no complaints for me. I I don't know how you. The only thing that I would say is better is Vegas. And is that considered is that considered a central? That's what I was. I'm zooming out on my map right now. Um, I, I would consider that central. Nashville. Uh, I mean, it's. I don't know. That's pretty east. Okay, it's, we can do. We it's can make east, east of it's east of the Mississippi. Well, it's. I'll say this: there's not a, a plethora of teams that. Like there's not even a plethora of options east of that. Well, I <laughs> so, mean, so that makes the Pittsburgh Pirates are in, are in Pennsylvania, and they're they're the only team that's east of it. I I would say I would say Nashville is a Nashville is a central team. Okay. So so your central is gone. Okay. Cool. Uh, Randy, you may have the second pick. Um, with the second pick. I would like to choose um, San Antonio. Ooh, oh, that, so that would is west. that central or west? That's west. Uh, is that west? Yeah. I know there's a lot of I know there's baseball teams uh, down there already, but yep. San Antonio is ginormous. It's like sneaky, like the sixth biggest city in the U.S. or something absurd. Uh, the only thing they have is the Spurs and Spurs fans are diehard and they're crazy. They Texas so loves baseball. I, it, it'd be, it'd just be, it'd be great. I think. Yep. I, I like that. I like that pick a lot. Um, with the third pick, I am going to pick, this is a, I think this is a, it could be questionable, but I'm going to go in the West and I'm going to take Scottsdale, Arizona. Oh man. Have have Arizona be a two a two team state having the Diamondbacks um, in Phoenix and then having another team in Scottsdale. I think that would be, I think that would be really good for for a lot of travel down that way because it's so hot already that you uh, you know your climate's already able to take that. It's kind of like Vegas, right? They'll probably have like a retractable roof or something in that vein, but. I think that's such a good city to to party in and people go down there often. I feel like the fan base would get behind it because it's another thing to do. So I think that's right. Oh, that's Peoria. That's Peoria, Arizona. Never mind. Peoria? I think Peoria, Arizona is the spring training in Arizona. I think it's in Scottsdale. Is it? It might be both places. I don't know how close they are to each other. So, uh, So that's my West pick. Okay. And I'm gonna follow that up with um, a. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in between a couple here. I'm gonna go with my East pick though. I'm gonna say uh, a team in. I think a team out in North Carolina would be a, a good a good team. I don't know where. I think something maybe closer to the sea. Um, but what are what are your guys' thoughts? Do you think that's a Do you think that's a bad pick? Like maybe like a. A Wilmington or like a Greensboro, obviously Charlotte. Charlotte's another good. City. That's what I had as one of my picks was Charlotte. Charlotte, see, yeah. I think that would, I think they would be able to to hold up a team there. I think that would be a good spot because they're already diehard about 
any other team that comes through there. So, I mean, I think it's a good fan base to, to put behind a baseball team. Okay. The only problem is I think it rains a lot. So you got to have climate that, or, or, you know, like a retractable roof again, but I think with it being out that way, you'd probably need, they should just recreate the Blue Jays stadium, but from like 1984 and just put that in Charlotte. Ooh, I would and love... make them play with all the same colors and the same old field turf. Yeah, and they're also called the Blue Jays. Yes. I'm okay with that. All right, so my East and West are both gone. Uh, Randy, back to you. Well, did San Antonio, it was West? Yes. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to go, I would like, um, and this is, I, it would count as expansion, I guess, technically they'd have to, um, branch off, but I would like to promote the Myrtle beach Pelicans to the major league baseball. Myrtle beach. I like that. I like that. That's the most prestigious franchise in sports and it deserves to be, um, on national television and they, and they should have to run everything the exact same way that they do now. It's like a Savannah banana situation. Uh, sort of. They, yeah, they kind of are doing that stuff, but they are like an actual like farm team. So like, I want, I want that same franchise in that city. I want all of that to be the same, but like when they're in, you know, when they're in the MLB and they're playing the Yankees on they're- a Sunday night, like I still want if, guy on the pelicans hits a home run in the bottom of the seventh all forty-five thousand people get like a free car wash at like dale's car wash across the street yes i love that that would be cool we needed we needed to be more grounded it's like spider-man you got to keep him you got to keep him grounded for him to be a good superhero so i like that you got to keep everything together on that side zach hit me with your uh second pick for my second pick I'm going to be in the West region. Um, Don't put another th- team in, in in California, please. No, I'm not. I'm not. I think this. I think this city is pretty underrated. Uh, visited there a few times. It's a beautiful city. I'm going to go with uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City. I I had great selection. That. I think that's a great selection. I went with the Arizona route just because it's warmer. But what are your? I think isn't Salt Lake City like. There's so many dingoes out there. Well, isn't isn't uh um isn't Salt Lake City higher elevation than Denver? Um, they might be about the same. I I don't know. Oh my gosh! I remember hearing that when uh we were talking about it. um, It's nine. We were out there. Salt Lake City is not as high as Denver. It's not. So, but I mean, I think it is still pretty high up there. So I think that would be. I think that would be ideal for for a city because they want they want more home runs. Like Salt Lake's like forty two. I think Denver's fifty two hundred. So it still would be like a noticeable effect. Yeah, I think. Well, and I just think the action alone would would be good for baseball. Yeah, and you got a pretty view out there at the mountains. Put the mountains in the background of the stadium. Yeah, done. I I think that's a really good pick. They should put it in Park City and say that it's Salt Lake City, but Park City's like seven thousand well, feet. Yeah, they it's do like that it's like Mexico City. Team. Yeah. Not much to choose from from the east, to be honest with you. Yep. Hit me with your third pick. So you you have your central and your west locked yes. up. So yep. 
I think there's um, some of, underrated ones that I I didn't pick. Yeah, out of uh, the two cities you can choose from in the East, I'm going to choose. Uh, what did I have? I had Savannah, Georgia. I know there's a Savannah Bananas team there. I think okay. that's I think that's what you make the MLB team. I think yeah, you just expand off of that. Yeah, I mean it's right on the on the on the ocean, right? Or like well near it. Well, actually, it is on it, but uh, I think that's uh, that'd be good. Uh, I think I think they would have a good fan base because not everybody cheers for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, that is true. I don't know. I think in Georgia, I think they fucking love the Braves. I do too, but I feel like they're almost like far enough away from there's people here that love the Braves. Like, yeah, I don't get that part. Oh yeah, from like the south, like the boot heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole south. Is all like Alabama, Louisiana, Mississippi. They all, uh, even Booty Hill, Missouri, they all love the Braves because, like, it was like the 80s and the 90s. For some reason, that was like the games that they showed here. Yeah. So, like, yep. across a huge portion of the country, they only showed Braves games. Yeah. I guess that, that would play a big factor in, in getting another team. But the Bra- yeah, because it probably has to be like unanimous and the Braves would vote overwhelmingly no. Yeah. I'm, yeah, but that's not part of the draft. It's it would be cool if it was the bananas. Yeah, I I think that would just add another oh, element man. to the MLB that it so very much needs. I'll give you uh, my, my I'll give you my runner up after I didn't even think about. Yeah, this. yeah, don't don't spill it. I think Randy yeah. when you first said it too, I didn't even think about the Braves. <laughs> yeah, that that didn't even pop into my brain. But uh, um, Randy, your third and final pick. So you have the. Uh, you have the West and the East locked up, correct? Yes. Okay. Hit me with your third and final pick in the Central. Yeah. Uh, with my third expansion team, um, in the Central of the U.S., I'm gonna go with Kansas City. Would uh would love to see an actual <laughs> baseball team on the other side of the state. Um, <laughs> it's a little a little too big of a gap between here and Denver. Um, would really like for some action, you know, maybe a little I seventy battle. Um, yeah, no kidding. There's just there's a lot of opportunity out there. Great sports town. Uh, they rule with the Chiefs. Chiefs have a great fan base. I really think a baseball team could work out. There. Yeah, I think I think they would be able to withhold a baseball team out there if they just had something to cheer for. You know, now, would exactly. You the side of the Missouri side. Uh, Missouri side. Of yeah, course. keep yeah. it on the Missouri side. Yeah, the the other side of it's not even real. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think you need to explain it anymore. I think we all understand. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a win-win. Like, Arrowhead is literally surrounded by a giant parking lot. Just take, like, half of that parking lot and put a stadium there. Yep, I, I think yeah, that's a great idea. Lot. You could even put it, like, a crown, or it, you make something about a crown or something. I think that, the same, the Kansas they City crown. No, that's too overplayed. I think no, I think it should be like uh, the Kansas City, Queens? like something about barbecue, like the Kansas City hog trough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Kansas, the Kansas City hog necks. Kansas City beef. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd get behind the the Kansas City beef in a heart. I would definitely buy a couple hats. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, the beef. Oh my god, that would go crazy. It's just a big old pork butt with KC on it. <laughs> yeah. It's got seams in it. All right, so I so I have my third and final pick. I need your guys' opinion because I I need to know if this this classifies or qualifies. You might have you might have what I'm thinking. 
for my runner up? I don't know. Um, so my my third and final pick in the central. Could you put a team in Mexico City, Mexico? Is That's that considered the central? Uh, yeah, but all the stats have to have an asterisk. Why? Because it's, it's bingo land. Bingo. Is it? Is it like so high above sea level? It's like it's like seventy seven hundred feet. Oh, that's right. There was like eleven home runs this year when they played. Yeah, in that in that game the other day, yeah, it was Ooh. like twenty something runs because they just kept hitting home runs. It's literally two thousand feet over two thousand feet higher than Denver. Yeah, it, and it's not even in the central. Okay, let me switch up my pick uh, since that's disqualified. Okay, that was here's, here's an underrated one, and um, we're gonna take it north of the border this time. And we're going to put a team in Winnipeg. Uh, that's a good town. Good city. I like that. Winnipeg. In there. Uh, is Winnipeg in what what quadrant of uh, Manitoba? No, no, Winni- Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Yeah, Manitoba. We'll, we'll ha- have the uh, Winnipeg Warriors. Mm. The Winnipeg. The Winnipeg. Uh, Pretty cold. Like wet and just a, the, <laughs> the wet emoji. <laughs> the, <laughs> the wets. Having lived soaked. three hours from Winnipeg, it'd be <laughs> kind of hard to keep a baseball team, I think, right there. But I think if it was like a, like the raised dome, you might have a chance. Yeah, I think – well, and I think in, in any situation where it, at, it can't actually hold a baseball team, like physically, they get a dome. It's yep. no problem. They'll spend $2 billion and build a dome. Yep. They could just play in the hockey stadium and they'll be like, it's like Mario baseball. Like when you play at a different stadium, there's different factors. So like right. if you play in Winnipeg, you just have to play the infields on ice. Yep. I like that. It's, yeah, I like that Mario baseball. It's my favorite. Just by the way, uh, just completely aside. Well, it's not that aside, but uh, Mario baseball, if, if they actually had like ranked play on GameCube, I would be no doubt 100% the number one player in the world. Not even a question. I, I think I would give you a challenge for that. Honestly, I th- we'll have to do it because we we don't live far from each other. But I promise you, I will literally annihilate you. I I genuinely don't think you will. <laughs> I, I, barely... I, I like I like to talk my shit about stuff, but like this is one where <laughs> I'm just not, I'm not even kidding. If you there's have... anything I've ever been that confident about, it's this. It's it's a joke. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, everyone, uh, we're gonna we're gonna revisit that real quick to see if this would even count. Um, is that that's it, right? That's three. Everybody's three. Yeah, yeah. What was your runner up? Puerto Rico. In the East, I think that that would be badass. I love that. Yeah, it's so, like a sand. I don't wide. know how far. Like you also got to think like it's not. It's okay. like a. It's like a. What a! I would want to know if flight? the flight from Puerto Rico to like Boston is different. Is like it can't be that much different than like uh, Miami, right? So like I, I think it would work in a sense that I do think they could get a team because well they were talking Four about hours. they were talking about putting a team in London like that's like oh that would be wild really far. Lauren's parents are going to Cardinals Cubs in London. Yeah, this summer. that's what they're like soft launching London. I can't even imagine a team that far away would even work. If you could logistically make it work, I love that idea. I yeah. think it's awesome. But I I logistically I don't know how the, how they make it work. You'd have, like you literally have to give the team in London like a 40 game homestand. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, but 
Yeah, because like every team would fly to London and then London would just stay stateside the rest of the year. Like they played their games all at home at one time and the other half of the season they play all away games. Yeah, it'd be it'd be really bizarre. But they I would, don't know. That they, would be they wouldn't so keep sick. trying to do it if they like that's like in baseball, I don't think it would work, but like in the NFL, it could. Yeah, because you have you know you have the full week. So it's like you, whichever team, like you could literally say whichever team has the Thursday game that week, that's the team that plays in London the following Sunday. So they get like the 10 days and like you can sort of make that that happen. Yeah. Yep. That flight is brutal. Brutal. Um, obviously, some other ones we we left off. Montreal, Toronto in the east. Quebec. Uh, Indianapolis, I think low-key would have a, a pretty good fan base. I know they're big, they're big Reds fans out there, but I think they, that's got legs. Obviously, like Louisville would be a great one. Um, but, you know, it's – I think we took some of the big ones. You know, maybe Tulsa or uh, or even out like Nebraska. I, I don't know how many people – I don't maybe know. Maybe like Columbia, live. Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call them the Tigers. Tigers, yeah. Tigers, uh, the sequel. <laughs> Tigers, the sequel. Uh, Boise, Boise, Boise Idaho. I could get behind. That. I'm not going to elaborate on it. I'm just going to say Boise and leave it. Austin, I Austin, it. Texas would be pretty cool. To Vancouver, have British Columbia would be good. But somewhere uh, like Montana. No, you don't want to team up there. I do. I don't even think there's enough. I just said Boise. Why wouldn't I want to team in Montana? Not because Montana? I don't think there's enough people in the state to there's fill it. Give right me now. the big. Give me the. Give me the Mountain West Conference in baseball. I want a Wyoming team, an Idaho team, a Montana team, and whatever the hell else is out there. Maybe North a team Dakota. specifically for Yellowstone National Park. I'm Ooh. telling you. I'm telling you. I lived. In North Dakota, and I've been to Montana. There's literally eight towns within both of those states. Oh yeah, no, I know. That, that's why. Crazy. That's why I throw out Montana's because there's like three hundred thousand so people there. Like the whole state of North Dakota, their whole population is what is less than St. Louis City. That's crazy. Yeah, and like when you would drive from Minneapolis to where I was stationed, there's four towns. Yeah. Four. Well, I don't think Montana has hours. enough people in it to be considered a, a state anymore. So no, we I don't should think they would. Uh, I don't think they would qualify. They should just split Montana between its like side states. Just like split it. Yeah. I mean, we keep, keep uh, you know, add Puerto Rico as a state and make Dakota finally bring it to big Dakota. Yes. <laughs> Dakota honestly, yeah, I would honestly back that up. So then we don't even have to change the flag. We get one big Dakota, and then Puerto Rico gets to join the party. Yep, I like that. It's like a, it's like Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. How far, dude? Hawaii is Hawaii's so far away. Like, that is crazy. That wouldn't be logistic. Like, how was that considered a part of the United States? Anyways, uh, Hawaii, I don't believe considers himself a part of the United no, States. No, they're definitely for the most not. Part. They're their own governing body. But, uh, gentlemen, any final thoughts? Randy, uh, thanks again for coming on. I think uh, I can comfortably say you're a part of the podcast. I good, think good second, second guest, you are you are officially a part of it. So everybody everybody listening, you can expect to hear more Randy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's just what everybody needs is hearing me talk more. We need more Randy in our lives. Oh, my uh, my parting thought was when we were talking about the bananas earlier. Uh, you guys should do this. It's actually surprise. Well, it might be a little different now because he didn't have an ESPN deal then. But like, it's surprisingly easy to get the dude, the mastermind behind the whole Savannah Bananas, on your podcast because really? yeah. So he's just like a normal dude. I don't know if you guys know his story, but he was working it for like the team. Oh, he was like super broke trying to do this team, right? Yeah. So he was just like selling tickets for like a minor league team in like North Carolina or something. And then he basically took his life savings and he bought that stadium that they play in. Cause he's just a big baseball nerd. And he's like this stadium, they were going to tear it down or some shit. And he bought it and he just, he didn't have any other money. So he just lived out of it and him and his wife lived out of it. And then he just was like, I think I can do this like big marketing mastermind thing and turn this into something special. And then what he created was the Savannah bananas. And he's like super down to earth, super cool. He would just go around the city in a yellow like rain jacket suit thing all the time. And he just like got everyone involved and turned it into this. Like on there, like you can easily just like find his email. I I did a thing in class where I I spoke to him on the phone for like 30 minutes because I just sent him him an email. I was like, hey, I want to talk to you about this project. And he was like, yeah, sure. Anytime. So I'm sure he's more busy now, but like you could probably definitely get him on here. If you just like look it up and contact him, you should, you should try that. Yeah. I definitely will look into that. That sounds like a really good interview too. Get get a lot of exposure. And yeah, he's, I mean, he's absolutely fascinating, this. and he's a genius. Dang, that would be really awesome. cool. Well, we, we'll get on that. I like that idea. That's got legs. Yep. Zach, uh, any any thoughts on your end? Uh, yeah, I got one thing. Uh, I threw a perfect game in MLB The Show on the World Series ranked. Um, oh geez dude you're yeah. grinding grinding just wanted to throw that out there i haven't played enough online i got to like all-star or something last season but i just i've been grinding the programs that's that's what i enjoy that's the way to do playing it. that so I've, I've got a pretty good squad right now maybe we can we'll we'll play some uh play some show this week I don't, you don't want it i promise i want the action you don't want it oh geez i'm gonna wreck you my final thoughts are: I think the Cardinals are going to go. Um, here's a hot take: I think they go six and one until the next time we record. I think they Hopefully win. They don't blow it tonight. I think Eight they win three of four from the Dodgers and they sweep the Reds. That'd be pretty sweet. I hate. The I Reds. think they. I think they can do it. I believe in it. The way they're playing right now. I'm enjoying watching it. Uh, if as long as they win tonight, I, if they don't win, if they win tonight, I'm fine. If they don't win, I will be just as as upset as I was three weeks ago. But cool. Uh, if our minds are clear and our hearts are full, we're out of here. Peace. See you guys.